Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, I'm just going to start with what I'm sure is uh, painfully obvious to anyone who's been watching for the past couple episodes, which is, um, girl, help, I'm hyper fixating. Yeah. On what? Uh, I hate myself. <laughs> Would you like to describe for the audience the hell that it is being my friend, especially these past couple oh, days? I, I thought you meant this particular hell. like the- This particular, I mean, just the hell that is being my friend in general, but like this particular hell for you, what's that been like, Bestie? Um, I mean, it's mostly that I get a lot of pictures and, uh, you know, he's sending me like tweets and TikToks and things like that regarding your obsession uh, and saying very thirsty things. I also, I just want to say that I love that you don't acknowledge or respond to these things, and I respect it so much because you just, you see the words that are coming out of my mouth and are like, you know what? No. I honestly, I just don't know what to say. (laughs) I open them up and I sit there and I'm like looking, like the ones you just sent me a little bit ago, and I'm like, cool? (laughs) I don't know what to say. That's, you know, that's so fair. Um, every time I send you an unhinged text message and you simply choose not to perceive it, my respect for you grows. Please know that. That isn't sarcastic, right? No, I'm serious. Okay. Because yeah, I was mad. I try, I'm like, I'm gonna think on that and I'll think of a response and then I never do. The fact that you're thinking about it at all is heartwarming in ways that I cannot express as somebody who was um made to feel like being friends with me was a chore when i was younger no i just like it's hard for me to think of a response because my brain doesn't work the same way yours does in that i know. Regard, you know and so i'm like that's that's nice it's nice to like a thing <laughs> i'll take <laughs> it i will take it um that's what the, the prnd folks are for that is what yeah. my girlies yeah. are for um, and actually, I am going to bring up a thing that, like, happened in the group chat less than an hour ago, which I thought was kind of funny, but I do just want to point out, tiny tree! Yes? I have a tiny Christmas tree. Was that you were pointing out, or did you get distracted? No, um, I'm okay. pointing out the tiny Christmas tree. Okay, okay. ta Also, I had to move all my plants in here because Oliver will not leave them alone. Yeah, fun having a cat, huh? I absolutely love it. Um, the office is slowly becoming the, like, mostly off-limits area. Like, he's allowed in here. Yeah. But it's where I keep all of the things that I have to close the door yeah. on when I don't have eyes directly on him. That's what my bedroom is. But primarily because that's where Harley is. Yeah, the fun thing about 
Ellie's tank being like the large piece of freestanding furniture that it is, is that he kind of can't bother her even if he wants to. Yeah, I mean, they just, it's not like they can get in there, but they, like, Luna will stand on her hind paws and, like, press her face against no, the glass. See, and the table I have her tank on is, like, there. the exact dimensions of the tank, so there's no overhang for him to, like, sit on, and he's too, and he's too short. Like, even if he stretches up, he can only maybe put his paws on the glass, and, like, what's he gonna do? Yeah. Nothing. Plus, I don't know if it matters, but she's significantly bigger than Harley is. She is significantly bigger than Harley, and also she spends 99% of her time in her cave. She does not give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I usually leave my bedroom door closed, like, in the mornings and stuff when he's out and about. Then I'll open it later in the day when I'm like, alright, but let me make sure there's nothing else you can get into. Yeah. Anything small enough that you'll want to bat around and try to eat. Yeah. Um, today's tea from the advent calendar is peanut butter brownie, and it's delicious. Interesting. You're like, I don't know how I feel about that. Is it a black tea? It is black tea with, um, little bits, uh, with hints of chocolate, caramel, and, um, peanut butter. Interesting. It's delightful. I'm a huge fan. Um, but yeah, so that's updates in our world. Um, the hell that is being my friend continues for you. <laughs> my obsession grows. Um, normal week, I would say. Pretty standard. <laughs> Love it. Um, I actually do. Really, want... I didn't think about the fact that this wouldn't be up until after Christmas, but it's not Christmas yet at this moment, so Christmas cat is still valid. And that's my thing. Like that's why I'm leaving the tree up, because <laughs> this episode isn't going to be airing until after Christmas, but this will still be in here for like probably the next couple next one or two because I'm leaving it up for like the streams and stuff so I, it will appear at the appropriate time on the stream so we have that going for us yeah I uh, I usually I think Christmas is acceptable up until New Year's and then after that point it's like alright now we gotta take down stuff and... yeah I, I will get my ass in gear a, a day or two after New Year's seems fair you don't want it to be New Year's Day because you know New Year's Day yeah, although I can't imagine that I'm actually going to, like, party. Because yeah. who would I do that with? Um, Your boyfriend. Uh, hmm. I don't remember when he gets back from Florida, is what those noises mean. I was trying to- I was trying to remember things, and I don't- and I was not doing a very good job. But you're invited to the virtual party should it happen um so this is not on the document because it literally just happened like less than an hour ago and this is something that i just sort of put in the group chat just you know okay here let me start with this how would you go about seeing if a nine volt battery one of these fuckers still hasn't is still good there's battery testers. No, 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 Wait, I'm sorry, what? No, I know the battery testers exist, but that is not the first thing that comes to your head. No. Oh my god, wait. Wait, what? Put it in a device and see if it works? No, you lick it. No, why? Because <laughs> if it still works, it'll shock you a little bit. That's dumb. Your, your dad didn't teach you that? Oh, oh that's why a, would you do that? I don't know, because it just tingles a little bit. 
no thanks. Because I sent to the group chat, ah, the grand American tradition of licking 9-volt batteries to see if they still work. And then uh, one of the girls who lives in the UK was like, the what now? And I was like, oh, okay, this is an American thing. But now I'm wondering if this is a me thing. Uh, it might be. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard of it, and my dad is definitely the type that would tell me to do that. No, you can lick it to see if it still works, because it'll, like... You tingle a little bit. It's fun. You get a teeny tiny electric shock. Nope. I've been electrocuted. No thanks. You've Wait, I'm sorry. What? You've been electrocuted? Didn't we have this conversation? Not that I remember, but uh, my memory is not great, so please refresh me. Could I electrocuted myself in a Walmart in high school? Oh my god, yeah. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure I told you about it. Um. Alright, so that's fun. That's um, news to me. That that's not common knowledge. No. no. Um, I generally just know if it's an old battery or a new battery, and so I don't have to worry about it. Fascinating. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. I don't really know how to move on from this, uh, but... I don't, I don't either. Actually, I, I looked at the, the stuff yesterday, and then I forgot what everything was, so... That's great, because I changed it, I like, 30 minutes ago. Oh, good. Um, so I can't really help you with the transitions, because I don't know what we're transitioning to. Absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, in case anyone else didn't know that, you can see if a 9-volt battery works, um, by licking it. That next one I saved to send to you, and I never did. Same brain. Love us. Um. But it's pretty, it's pretty everywhere right now. Yeah, and I have- you know what, here, let's- let me- let's put this- I'm gonna put this in the- in the chat right away so we can get to it, because this, I think, begs another question. Which we will get to. Like, the existence of this and similar meme format type vibe. So... Yeah, this is very similar to other things. <laughs> so somebody has, quote, retweeted a screenshot from a TikTok. And the screenshot says, Imagine how good your life would be if you had a 26-year-old nursing assistant by your side. Now replace S with N. And the quote retweet says, I will not sleep until I find out what they are trying to say here. And yeah, that is kind of essentially the question that we're going to start with, which is what the fuck do they mean? I think that they were just trying to mess with people. And that is the second question, is I have been seeing a lot of these. It's like when, like when his name starts with B and right, like... Do people just make these to drive other people insane? Well, like, looking at... Um... Okay. Uh, looking at some of the replies and things. Like, oh, the... The author of the original tweet said, Can't believe I fell for the engagement bait and engaged with the bait they wanted me to engage with on the engagement app. Can't let that happen again. Mm. So even the person that tweeted this out, like, basically acknowledges that they think it's probably just to mess with people. Here's and somebody thing. else replied with that when his name starts with a J and rhymes with one of the 50 states. Okay. So here's the thing. Yes, I'm sure that those exist. Like, I'm sure that it- like, I know that engagement bait is a thing, and I'm certain that it- this is one of the forms it takes. However, I also firmly believe that there are people out there that are dumb enough to 
be serious when they say things like that. Like, the level of stupid that exists in the world is definitely greater than this example. You know what I mean? Ooh, jeez. Yeah. So whenever I see one of these, I just, I never know, you know? Yeah. I, um... <laughs> Just looking at first. <laughs> no, yeah, it's great. I like the ones like, <laughs> like nerning anitment, <laughs> where they just replace all the s's with n's, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, she um, somebody said that like, oh, the s is supposed to be south and the n is supposed to be north, so you're supposed to flip up, flip the picture upside down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like okay. Now there is one here that is um, sounds almost legit, like as an explanation. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Uh, Where's the name? At Angela underscore pn underscore ll. I can't tell. Um, but she said her other vids reference her being a CNA ad nauseum and are all sexual. So maybe she meant CNA, you know, CSA, certified sex assistant. I chose to believe this in order to move on. But so if she's a certified nursing assistant, assistant CNA, and you change the N to an S. Well, that that makes that, that makes a lot of sense. We might have we might have they might have cracked that one there. Yeah. And we found it, so we're smart. <laughs> yes. No, I... Say the two people who sat in a car for fifteen minutes trying to come up with the term quesadillas. The things, you know, the... That was not a great day for us. <laughs> yeah, I, well, and somebody else in one of the other replies said something along the lines of, like, Australia, care to explain? So I don't know if she's Australian, because that also might mean there's some sort of, like, cultural... Yeah, hmm, thing. could be slang. Yeah. These fast so again, these fascinate me because I never, like, I never know if they're real or not. Yeah, I want to find the original. Have you seen the original video? No, I haven't even. I actually haven't even attempted to look for it. But yeah, I haven't either. I just thought about it because I wonder what it's you know in context, like what else is in the video and stuff. These are the things that keep me up at night. Yeah, I feel like that's a whole just genre of, and like I have a couple things where I like want to talk about like is this like do we think this thing is real or is it like performance art or whatever like I think when Maddie was still back on the podcast. One of the things we talked about, you know, Trisha Paytas, like, I feel like you can't beat, oh, I both envy you and don't envy you. Um, just absolutely insane uh, figure of the internet who is constantly claiming that they have bipolar disorder, that they have multiple personalities, that they are, they have, like, come out as almost every identity you could possibly imagine like they post they have posted like just like videos of themselves like having breakdowns on their kitchen floor so like you know relatable but um and just like saying every problematic thing under the sun and we were just like it is this real or not and is it better or worse if it isn't 
suppose it depends on the motivation. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I have so many things that are like that. And, like, one of the ones I want to talk about is this clip from... God, what is it? It's like that H3 whatever podcast. I don't actually know anything about it. I just know that Bo Burnham was on it once and he was talking about his favorite YouTube video, which is just... I cannot even begin to describe what this video is. And there was this whole discussion as to whether or not this like this video was real, because like, what would be the point of faking it? But if it is real, why would you film this? And we will get to it, but I have to th think of a more eloquent way to have us both view this and discuss at the same time. Mm. Which is probably going to involve me actually learning how to do a lot of picture-in-picture -picture stuff within OBS, but we'll get there. Hmm. For some reason, that feels very familiar. I don't know if I've seen it or not. I have probably brought it up at some point because it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Just because I, like, I have spent hours thinking about this. Anyway. <laughs> Got anything, got any, just got anything else going on before we get to the actual chart that we have a, we have an alignment chart since we haven't done one of those in a red hot minute, but anything else before I have to start typing and doing things? Not that I can think of. Love it. Nope. Cool. My mom, once again, gone blank. Oh yeah, how's that mild co- I haven't asked you about this in a hot minute. How's the concussion, Bestie? I think it's doing better. That's good. <clears throat> still have, like, intermittent headaches and stuff, but much okay. better than it was. Well, not constant is a good thing. <laughs> I was... I was getting very tired of it. I can imagine. Oh, and you're done yeah. with classes, right? How'd the grading go? Fine. Yay. Usual amount of grade grubbing. Love that for you, Rip. Can you actually make my grade 5% higher with an extra credit? No. One of my favorite things was I saw someone pull a little reverse psychology on their professor where they were like, hey, like they got like a, they were like part of a percentage point off from getting an A. They were like, hey, I have like, and maybe this was real. Maybe this was just somebody being like trying to do a little finessing. They were like, hey, can you like drop my grade down so I don't have to explain to my parents that I was this close? And then they just <laughs> found that yeah, found that extra point for them. Yeah, I mean, if they're to be honest, if a student is like super close, I'll often try to find like an extra, you know, percentage point here or there to like bump it up. I did that for probably eight students this semester. And again, respect. But yeah, I was like, like ooh. Finessed. Yeah. I think there were probably like five or six people that if that if they had gotten one percent higher on their final paper would have gotten the next grade up, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> not gonna do that, do you? Because to an extent, those grades are kind of arbitrary, you know. Because like, what's the difference between a ninety-one and a ninety-two? You know, they're pretty much the same thing. I would agree. Just gotta pick a number. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Let's see, what is the most... Again, should have thought about this before, but that is once again on me. 
The most efficient way of doing it? Yeah. Do, 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 do any dice. Okay. Sure. All right, let me try saving this, and then I think I can edit directly on the computer, so let's do that. Ooh, whoopsies, no one needs to see that. Pull up a list of Twin Peaks characters. Yes. So what we're and doing I is the stabbing it. alignment chart where you like assign a character, like you take a character and it's like they would end here. You'll see in a second and I will also be explaining this. Yeah, okay. I can edit. Yeah, sweet. So, you know what? Let's make this tiny for just a moment. So yeah, basically we say a character and we're doing um, Twin Peaks characters because of who we are as people and also because that's one of the very few things that we are both familiar with in a quote-unquote fandom sense. So the categories are would never stab anyone, would stab someone in retaliation, yells, I won't hesitate, bitch, first, would stab without warning, and would stab as the warning. Um, and yeah, if you haven't watched Twin Peaks, what are you doing with your life? You should be watching Twin Peaks, that's what you should be You should absolutely life. be watching Twin Peaks, that show is my everything. Yes. Okay, great. Can I... Put words on it. Oh boy. How did we do this last time? Because we did this with, and again, this was me and Maddie, so why am I? You don't know, but it was when Maddie and I had Tim Meredith on here for the first time. How? Oh, hold on. I think we used image flip. Give me one second. Um, I would tell you to entertain the people, but I know that's going to make you draw a blank, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I was already starting to look around. I'm like, what do I have that would be entertaining to the people? I mean, again, you can just discuss the hell that is being friends with me in any general terms that you would like. Because I think it's funny that you put up with me. I really do. Eh. Actually, I probably have messages from you that I haven't even looked at yet. <laughs> oh boy, have fun. <laughs> oh yes, I have an unopened snap. Oh, snap might like... be cool stuff at work, though. Yeah. Yep, yeah, nope, I'm just behind. I've been, you know, scrambling to get stuff done all day. As one does. Okay, yeah, this is what we did last time. Haha. Jeez. Only got, like, two more Christmas presents to wrap. Oh, I love that. I love wrapping Christmas presents so much. Yeah, I ran out of time. I'm so sorry. Okay, yeah, you know, let's do this. And then I will share my screen with you. Whee! Success. What a fun sound. I haven't gotten to play Kirby in, like, really at all the last couple of days. Oh, big, so big sad. But 
I just decided to go back to the very first stage and complete them. So yay! I but I'm still on easy. We'll see. Don't know how I managed to like get so. I don't know how I'm so on the ball these past couple days, but I've had a ridiculous amount of curb time, which has been amazing. Um, did you like what world have you made it to? Fiery one. Oh wow, you got further than I did. Girl. I'm playing on easy. Still. Yeah. Alright. And I I decided to go back to the beginning though and, and make sure every stage is fully complete. I love it for you. Alright, so we have our uh Jesus, speaking words. Uh, we have our chart. You have a list of Twin Peaks characters. Um mm-hmm. I'm gonna say let's rock and roll. Do we just want to, like, start at the top of the list, or...? Start at the top of the list, start with your favorite, start with anyone. Well, I mean, because obviously the first person on the list is Dale Cooper. Cooper, my beloved. Um, he- I already never stab anybody. Yeah. He's- he's too good. He wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's a clear one. I love him so much. There was a point in my life where I was very concerned that I would, like, never feel for another human being what I felt for Dale Cooper. <laughs> oh, he's my everything. Anyway. Yes, he's a, he's a very but yeah, just lovely... Keep, keep throwing man. names at me. We'll discuss. Okay. Sheriff Truman. See, at first I'm like, oh, he would never stab anybody. But then he did, like, start physical fights with Albert on more than one occasion. Yeah, I was leaning toward retaliation. I think he would do it if he was pushed. Yeah. That's how you spell sheriff, right? Yep. Yay. I'm just going down the IMDB list. Love it. Alright. That text. Let's go. Next up, we have Shelly. Hmm. I mean, again, I think it would be, like, if she, if, cause, she shot Leo. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely in one of the stabbing categories. She's definitely, yeah, she's in a stabbing category. I don't know if she's quite an I won't hesitate. Or maybe she is, because she gave Leo several verbal warnings. Like, when he was after her, she was like, hey, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm leaning toward, uh. The yelling. I would agree. And I'm gonna, like, defer to you on these, because you've watched it so much more recently than I have. That's entirely fair. But your opinion still matters to me. I, I honestly think it's been, like, at least a decade since I've watched the first two seasons. Big sad. Big I love sad. that show so much. I'll probably rewatch eventually. Hell yeah, I'll do it with you. Next. Next up, we have Bobby. <laughs> oh. I'm between without warning. Yeah. And I won't hesitate. He's a t- hmm. He's also just such a fascinating character to me because he starts off as such a jackass. Yeah. 
that's why I, t I tend to lean more toward without learning. Yeah. But that seems right. Early and Look at this moving perfectly down the line. <laughs> Thus far. Yeah. What else? Next up, Benjamin Horn. Hmm. This is tough, because he's a slippery motherfucker, but he doesn't like to get his hands dirty. Yeah. He would just get somebody else to do it. He would get somebody else to do it, and does that count as retaliation? But not necessarily, because he might strike first. He might strike first. I gotta say, in rewatching, like, since I am, like, literally mid-Twin Peaks rewatch before Kyle left for Florida, literally the last thing we did was watch Firewalk with me, which... Oh, ouch. But, like, I have just been, like, he's an absolute piece of shit, but I have just been absolutely loving Ben Horn this watch through. Like, he is such an entertaining character to hate. Especially because yeah. of just all the weird turns his character. I really hope anyone who's still around wasn't planning on, who's still around at this point in the episode wasn't planning on watching Twin Peaks. I'm so sorry. But I also think that should have been evident when we said that we were discussing. Yeah, but it's also like 32 years ago. It's also 32 years ago, so like, that's on you. Um, but... Why does my nose fucking itch so much? Couldn't tell you. I don't know either. But I feel like per, like, Personally, Ben would be ne would never stab anyone. He was yeah. He would absolutely send it. But yeah, again, what I was saying. He was just. It's so much fun to hate that guy. Yeah. Especially because well, especially because all the like weird turns his character takes with like his fucking like civil war meltdown and then his weird attempt at reforming, which just causes more trouble for everybody. <laughs> it's great. I love that show so much. Uh, yeah, personally, I don't think he would ever stab anybody because he's too much of a coward. Like, he yeah. might strike first, but, like, if he was actually, like, the all the times that, like, Catherine tried to, like, extort him, like, he he collapsed quick when she put yeah, any- Yeah, kind of a coward. She co he collapsed real quick when she put any real heat on him. Although, I think Catherine Martell would stab as a warning. <laughs> She's a terrifying woman, and I love that for her. Oh, she's pretty far down the list. Yeah, I'm also just gonna add people as they come to me, because Catherine makes me feel- oh. Like, Catherine, Pete, on the <laughs> other good. hand, would absolutely never. Yeah, he's further up the list than she never. is. I- again, another one of my favorite characters. I love Pete Martell so much. Would never, ever stab anybody. Have we watched Eraserhead? I just knowing that that's Pete Martell is just yeah. particularly fun. Oh, I love that movie so much. Donna. Mmm. This one is particularly interesting because she becomes, especially in like the second season, she very much becomes like a cunning bitch. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm always leaning 
without warning. Honestly, yeah, kind of. Like, she makes some really questionable decisions later, like, later in the series. Like, and even before, like, again, watching this time has put a lot of things in perspective for me, because, like, the more I watch it, the more, like, details are kind of, like, retained in my memory, and it kind of just dawned on me this time that the entire series, like, the entire original series takes place over, like, a month in-universe. Yeah. And obviously, like, James, Donna, Maddie, they all make absolutely terrible fucking decisions. But then I remember that, I think Maddie's supposed to be, like, 20-something, but, like, James and Donna, these are teenagers. These are children having the yeah. worst and most confusing month of their lives. Like, no yeah. wonder. Yeah, I think it's easy to forget because the actors are so much older. Yeah. Also, James is so fucking annoying. <laughs> and again, <laughs> I like, I tried to temper that with the reminder that, th again, this character is a child who is having the worst, most confusing month of his life to date. But like, God. He's kind of, yeah, whiny. And, like, would I be any better in that situation? No, I'd probably be worse. No, but it doesn't change the fact that he is. Yeah, whiny. doesn't really change it. But, yeah, Donna is a kind of, I don't know, maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe without warning. Just, like, because she gets real cold in season two especially like all the things that go down with um what's his face orchid man mm. Her Harold yes yes like she is real cold <laughs> this seems fair thus far yeah hit me with the next one one of your favorites is next Audrey! I cosplayed her. And I got- uh, did I tell you that no one at New York City Comic Con knew who I was? Oh yeah, yeah. And I dressed up as Audrey and there was a guy who had a wheel who was like, Oh, pay a couple bucks, spin the wheel, win a prize. I was like, I'll spin the wheel if you can guess who I am. And he couldn't. So he let me spin for free and I won a bunch of comic books. So that was fun. <laughs> oh man. Oh, also, I do just want to back up. Um to Donna and because you were talking about how like a lot of like the actors who play them are like visibly older and like they mm -hmm. sell it a little better in the first season of like making them look a little more like and like I understand like having adults play teenagers because like actual teenagers are in school yep that makes sense but like Lara Flynn Boyle who plays Donna was like stunningly pretty and the plastic surgery that she has had is unfortunate and I don't want to be judgy however I don't understand being that hot to begin with and then squandering that yeah because she was Super pretty. Lara Flynn Boyle was 20 in that. Okay, and yeah. Sherlyn I mean, was 25. Interesting. 
I mean, they both pull it off well enough, because Audrey is, like, part of her whole thing is, like, that she acts way more adult than she actually is. Yeah. Guy that played James was 23. Because now I'm just curious. I mean, again, yeah, the a- actual 17-year-olds are in school. I could, I could see why. It's just logistically much easier to get somebody well, who's 20. Yeah, there's just so many more rules with child actors as well. Mm-hmm. Dana Ashbrook was 23 as well. He aged well. He did. I think, um... He looked very good in The Return. I think he's one of those people that looks better older. Because, like, I like him with gray hair. Oh, yeah, no, it's a whole lot. And here's the thing. Bobby, like, especially in the first season, he's such a jerk. Like, he's such an asshole. But he is a very pretty boy. He has dumb hair. He has... Oh, come on. He's got floppy 90s hair. I know. It's dumb. Oh, you're anti... Are you anti-floppy 90s hair? Um, I can't tell you the number of posters I had on my bedroom wall featuring boys with floppy 90s hair. Yeah, so why is that not evoking nostalgia for you? Because it, it was just- it was just- <laughs> I didn't mean to actually make you think. No, no, it was just a different time. I know you said you don't know who Devin Saw is, but, like... No, I said that on a podcast episode once, and then I had to Google him right then and there, so now I know. Oh, right. Yeah. Or, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I had a- I know who Jonathan poster. Taylor Thomas is. Yeah. I had a poster of him on my wall. That one I do I can't say that- yeah, I'm in no position to judge you. I'm sending- I send you much weirder things on a day-to-day basis and say that's hot. Like, things much more worthy of judgment. Well, I was- I was like 10 when I had that on my wall, so that's fine. Also- also fair. Um... Yeah, no names mentally. Oh yeah, Audrey. I was about to say. Yeah, I was like, I distract myself very easily. Yeah. This is another interesting one, especially just because of the arc that her character takes. Just like a lot of growth from yeah. very immature brat to really making strides towards the end. Hmm. I'm so angry. I think it yells. Yeah. Because. I could see her stabbing somebody. It wouldn't necessarily be in retaliation, but she might have some conscience about it that would cause her to yell. Yeah. Or like a... Like a sort of, like... Next time I won't... Like, you know, character, like, has the bullet whiz by their face or whatever. It's like, next time I won't miss. Yeah, I think that's the problem with these categories, is that they're not, like... The, the second category of stabbing and retaliation doesn't fit the theme of the other ones. Because the others are all about, like, do you give warning? Do you not give warning? Do you not stab at all? There should be one that, like, is, like, threatens to stab, but doesn't actually do it, maybe. Instead of stabbing and retaliation. Because that's also not mutually exclusive from the other ones. I mean, you could stab somebody in retaliation without warning. You are completely correct. However, we are working with what we are given. But that's what I'm saying. I don't. I think there's a category that isn't here that some of these people would fit in, and it's more like threaten. 
I mean, yeah. we could put her on the line between retaliation and I won't hesitate, but I don't know. I mean, she does strike me as a kind of I won't hesitate because I think mm-hmm. like maybe it wouldn't necessarily always be in retaliation. Like it, like maybe she, like she'll she'll give you a little warning that she's going to strike first if you cross her again or something like that. Yeah, because she like she makes big moves several times, especially with the whole one-eyed jacks thing. Like that was all initiative. Or like the whole like the whole thing where she's like choking that guy out with a vacuum extension cord and being like, I'm Audrey Horn and I get what I want. Yeah. Love her so much. Honestly, this entire show is just nothing but perfect characters. Whether or not they are good people. Mm-hmm. I love David Lynch. I love David Lynch so much. I want to talk about more David Lynch things on the podcast, but I think that would be incredibly alienating for a lot of people. So I don't do it a lot. I feel like some of these are less fun than others. Cause like the next one is Dr. Hayward. Skip that. Who cares? That's not fun. Yeah. We'll skip ones that are fun. Cause like, you know who I can think of that would be fun? Nadine Hurley. We're... She's she's still a bit a bit off. Uh, next would be Norma. I don't think she'd stab anybody. Yeah, doubtful. And also, again, honestly, kind of boring. Yeah, that's why I was kind of. She's maybe she, we'll put her on there. Nice maybe person. we won't. But she's very nice. Yeah. Would not stab anybody. Yeah, very much so. Well, then after her, we got James. I don't think he has it in him. Yeah. I think he's, maybe he's a big talker, but I don't think he'd actually do it. Yeah, I mean, I would lean toward the retaliation, because I could see him, like... Well, yeah, there was that whole subplot with the fucking... Well, not a MILF. Because you know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, like... It does get a little violent there. Um, yeah. And he's not quite a wet rag through the whole thing. Yeah, no. I don't think it would be voluntary. Yeah, I mean, but I could, like, you know, like, the way he felt about um, Laura, like, I could see him stabbing somebody if he got, like, riled up enough about, you know, mm-hmm. somebody hurting her or somebody he thought hurt her. You know what? Yeah, reta- retaliation probably, if pushed. Yeah, yeah, I think it would have to be. Like, I don't uh, think he would just. No, like yeah. I don't think he's a no warning type of individual. No, no, definitely not. Who's next? Big Ed. Also, kind of boring. I don't think he would stab anybody. Probably not. I think he would fist fight somebody, but that's about it. Yeah. And we we already did Pete. Uh, Next up would be Jocelyn. Hmm. See, when you first meet her, probably not. But then learning everything that goes down with her up until the point that she dies? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe without warning, honestly? 
She's pretty ruthless. She, I was about to say, she gets pretty fucking ruthless. And also, what is it with so many people in Twin Peaks just being unbelievably attractive? Yeah. I was just looking at pictures of her character, actually. Because some of them I have to look at the pictures to, like, yeah. put myself in the right mindset. The show is just full of hot people. Yeah, no, she's gorgeous. Uh, do we want to do Lucy? No, she'd never stab anybody. I love her so much. Yeah. Andy would also uh, never stab anybody, but not because he didn't want to, because he's too stupid. Yeah. Hawk! Retaliation. Yeah. He he he's a very fair individual. I, I think they would really deserve it, but I think if pushed, absolutely. Yeah. He's the best part of the return, hands down. I love Hawk so much. He's such a great character. Definitely one of my top characters. This is getting very crowded, but that's okay. Yeah, that's why I'm figuring a lot of these we might want to just skip, like if they're not particularly interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. Not that we won't have space, it's that I, it's not gonna look pretty when I'm doing that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, next up would have been Catherine, so then after that is Deputy Andy. Again, would never stab anybody, yeah. not because he wouldn't want to, because you, you know, I'm gonna put him on there because that's fun. And I'm gonna put yeah. two dumb in parentheses. <laughs> Aww. He's such a great character, though. Such good intentions. He does have such good intentions. I love the when he's on the phone trying to like ask about like the sperm count and he's like, I'm a whole damn town. <laughs> love him so much. He's one he in the original series, he has an okay face. His hair is very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Like, his actual facial features are not bad. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Just not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of people. I think the next one's pretty clear. Laura? Leo. Oh, Leo? Yeah, no. Would stab without warning. <laughs> I always go as a warning. Actually, yeah, you know what? You're so right. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah. That was another performance I found myself having much more appreciation for this watch through. I was like, damn, like he's scary as hell. I have complicated feelings about the next one. Is it Laura? No. Surprising oh I guess not super surprisingly, she's kind of far down. Because it's I think it's based on number of episodes they were in. That's fair. Nadine. I, again, her, of the mess of subplots that is the second season of Twin Peaks, the Nadine amnesia arc is one of my favorites. And yeah. Hmm. Maybe an I won't hesitate? Yeah. Because, like, especially after the, like, weird like super strength thing she has going on like she will like she'll cut like she'll cut a bitch she will she definitely got stabbing capacity definitely has stabbing capacity so i'm gonna say and i won't hesitate because i think she would definitely give you a warning 
Yeah. Whether or not that warning comes literally two seconds before you are absolutely pummeled, who's to say? This is looking very Leland. Oh. Leland himself. Here's the thing. Leland himself, the fact that he, and I picked up on this this time, I never noticed this before, he was Ben Horn. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. lawyer. So he, like, had to know some of what was going on. Yeah. Like, just with all the shady business dealings that he was involved in. So I don't think, I cannot put him in the would-never-stab-anyone category because he yeah. has to at least know, which makes him a pretty shady person to begin with, whether or not Leland Palmer, the actual person who was unfortunately possessed by a Black Lodge spirit, was- Spoiler. 
Again, we're already in major spoiler territory. If And again, if you haven't watched Twin Peaks at this point, what are you doing with your life? Well, it's not like you told them that he's the one that killed Laura. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Throwback to the time. Actually, I gotta say, Twin Peaks is one of those interesting things where, like, I'm obviously going against this tenet right now, where, like, people, like, kind of don't really, like, I was able to go into it and not know. Yeah. And, like, I think that's one of those things where people are, like, there's kind of just an unspoken rule where you don't, like, and again, we've already gone past the point of no return, where you kind of, where you don't just, like, drop that in the first sentence of a conversation about Twin Peaks, just in case. But, um, the first time I ever watched the show, I watched it through with my parents, who both dropped out before the end because it got too fucking weird. But... Before before that, um, we had, like, watched a couple episodes. We hadn't gotten to the big reveal yet. Watched a couple episodes, and it was a school night, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna, like, go up and shower and stuff. So my parents put on Jeopardy, and one of the Jeopardy answers was for who killed Laura Palmer. And they accidentally found out that way, and they had to pretend they didn't know for, like, a week. <laughs> oh, what are the odds? Right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're talking Twin Peaks, like, yeah, obviously the show is about who killed Laura, but that's also not the most interesting part of it. And so much more. Again, I could talk so much about this, and the thing is that it was never supposed to be. Like, who killed Laura was like just like the entry to this dark underworld of this like cute little rural American town. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess that was part of Lynch's original, like, big picture plan was to, like, have her murder be, like, a constant thing in the background as yeah. all these sort of, uh, as all these, like, other things sort of spread from there. And, again, it is a hate crime against me specifically that I never got to see um, Lynch's original vision play out as intended. I should have known that i mean it was just it was the wrong time for it i think if it had come out like in the era of streaming it oh would have done god more. absolutely but also then it wouldn't like look the way that it does and that's yeah. so much of it for me yeah but i mean I, I think he could have at least you know there's a lot more leeway i think to be kind of weird and These again, it, this is another thing that really, really stood out to me watching again this time. That was on primetime broadcast television in the 90s. Well, yeah, and that was going to be my next point as well. That like, Even if it was still of the time, it would have done better on like a premium network like Showtime or, you know, whatever. That, you know, people are more tolerant of things that are like slower moving. You know? But, but like, the fact I, that it was, like, primetime broadcast network, people have certain expectations of their, like, case of the week type shows and stuff like that. And the thing is that, like, the fact that people were so hooked the way that they were until the network pressured them into being like, hey, like, you better wrap this up, like, wrap this up now, viewership's at an all-time high, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I do think maybe if it had gotten to play out, like, if they had like, one, essentially, their kind of, like, Cold War standoff that, like, Lynch in particular attempted by, like, 
making the last episode of the second season what it was to like try and be like hey like people are gonna want to know i think it could have i think the hook was enough to have probably sold a lot of people like mm-hmm. into tolerating a lot more weirdness than they originally thought they were willing to that's just yeah. me um shit i had something else where the hell was i going yeah oh and again just the fact that like again remembering that this was on primetime broadcast television in the 1990s like the episode in like particular like where maddie is killed mm-hmm. that is some very just drawn out surrealist brutality and i was like like it blows my mind that that was just allowed on tv full stop because now like i feel like you like you couldn't put that on like i don't know what network twin peaks was airing on at the time but like i don't think you could get away with that now Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's illegal. It's not like it's illegal, but I think... I don't think it would have been... Yeah, I just don't feel like it would be allowed. By the networks, they think it would, like, be viewed well? Yeah, or that, like, oh, it, this ha- like this has to be on, like, a streaming service, like Netflix or whatever. Well, yeah, I think that's part of it, though, is that that is now an option. Yeah. I don't think things like this would even be pitched to the networks anymore. Which, like, on the one hand is good, but on the other hand is really sucky. Because, like, I was not alive for this, but I have had people tell me that, like, oh my, like, who killed Laura Palmer? Like, that was all anybody could talk about when, like, this was originally airing. I'm like, I want that, man. Like, I want, like... And maybe it's just impossible because of the amount of content that is being put out at the rate that it's being put out, but god, that thing where everyone's watching and is excited about something and it can come up in conversation with almost anyone you talk to throughout your day, that's fun. Water cooler TV, as we used to call it. Literally. Like, that, of one of, like, a friend's dad said that to me when I said that I, like, was watching Twin Peaks, he was like, oh my god, now that was a water cooler conversation, who killed Laura Palmer? That's doesn't that sound fun? Yeah, I mean, I think that the reason you won't really have that these days is because people don't really have cables so much anymore. Yeah. Because what it was was that people would watch the shows as they aired and then go into work the next day and be like, did you watch last night's episode? And, like, you know, talk about it. And, like, that's so fun. Which is why I really like that even a lot of the streaming services are getting back to the, like, you get one or two episodes at a time. Like... Yeah. TV is back, baby. Yeah, so I just think because people aren't going to be watching the same stuff at the same time, first of all, but then probably not watching a lot of the same stuff in general. And when you you do, it tends to be, like, the whole thing in one shot, Mm -hmm. you know, where you binge watch in a weekend, and then you don't get to, like, dissect each episode. It's just like, what did you think of this show, you know? Which, again, like... We've had the dis- like we've had the discussion. This is like what spawned us doing things week to week on the stream. So I was like, oh man, like I want to do that again. Where we watch a thing and then talk about like these two episodes really in depth. Because mm. I like it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
we occasionally veer into intelligent, nuanced discussion. Look at us go. That was when, like, when you and I first interacted, you would come up to me after class to talk about the latest episode of X-Files. Because it was still- oh, man. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, the X-Files. I love you so, and I have such complicated feelings about your ending. I think I'm on season five of my rewatch. Oh, it's season of like seasons like three through six doesn't get any better than that. So good. That is when they were at their peak. Honestly, probably season five in particular, because they were coming off the high of the movie. I Oh, I should rewatch the movie. I haven't seen that in forever. I think we watched that together. Did we? Possibly. It is so it's... What did do you need to ask? It's such a violently 1995 movie. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Tell you that was that was the peak of humanity. It will never get as good as 1995. I wasn't even alive. Aw. <laughs> I mean, it might just be you know biased because that was the year I turned ten. You know, that's just like a prime age. You haven't got to like middle school yet, and you're awkward, kind of adolescent years i was actually this came up something similar came up today when i was i was texting kyle just talking about random stuff and something brought up titan like titanic the movie i was like i cannot imagine being a 13 year old girl when that released 12 i was 12 and i saw it in theaters twice once with my you know boyfriend like you have when you're 12 and i was like it's so romantic I can imagine my brain being rewired in real time, watching that in a theater at 13 years old. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep, kind of floppy hair in that movie. I know. Mm, That is like peak Leonardo. Like, I have words to say about Leonardo DiCaprio these days and his nasty-ass dating habits, but god. Yeah. Titanic Leonardo DiCaprio? Mm. Oh, I had a huge crush on him. I had, like, pictures of him on my wall, too. As you should. As is your god-given right. Yeah, I really think 12 was, like, peak age for that. Mm-hmm. I was perfectly primed to go and see that and fall in love with Leonardo DiCaprio and just... Because that was his first, like, really well-known role. Mm, yeah, like, that's, like, what made him, like, A-list. Yeah, I mean, he was in, like, What's Eating Gilbert Grape and... Which is an excellent movie. Yeah. But, like, he didn't really get, like, Famous, famous from that, you know? This was the the movie that kind of, like, introduced him and, like, made him such a thing that he started getting cast in all kinds of stuff. You know I didn't notice until super recently that Crispin Glover was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but yeah. Oh, and also, he was in um, a really good episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities that was based, and the episode he's in is based on a Lovecraft story. Highly recommend. I get around to watching that. He's re- like I, he just like wasn't a person who I paid a lot of attention to. I was just like, oh yeah, I know him. He's in a lot of big movies. He's a really good actor. Yeah, like that episode blew me away. He's awesome. Um, we are getting off track here. Yes, yes. What are we talking about? Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. But Let I mean, me I can actually trace a clear thread there because we were having our nuanced discussion about TV and film. Yes, we were on Leland. We did not place him. 
I don't know. I think Leland Palmer, the actual person, would probably stab somebody in retaliation or maybe a type of, like, strike first, like, on, probably on the behalf of Ben Horn, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I don't really know if he's all that fun to add to the chart. And I also don't know if we should add him because he's kind of two people at various points in the series. Especially if you get into fire walk with me territory. Yeah. Hmm. Well, next up would be Maddie. See, I, like, I picture her in my head, and my brain is immediately like, oh, I would never stab anyone. And then I remember, like, the things that she got up to with James and Donna, and I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Like, they broke into someone's house. Yeah. Twice. Retaliation? I, mm, yeah. Like, not necessarily even retaliation, but, like, if she thought it was necessary. Because, again, like... They broke into Dr. Jacoby's office. Like, they had a whole plan. She's dressed up as a dead girl. Yeah, well, like, I'm, I'm sort of trying to think of these categories as, like, one through five. That is a solid way to think of it. I, th- like, I don't t- know if it's necessarily retaliation, but, like, if she deemed it necessary. Yeah. For Yeah, to me, she's, like, a two out of five, you know, kind of. Yeah. There we go. Which, you know, speaking of Dr. Jacoby, he's next. I don't think he would do it. Yeah, probably not. I don't think he would. I think... I think he would just, like, make people really uncomfortable. (laughs) He's such a fun character. Yeah. And I also love that that actor is still on Twitter being like, Alright, I just smoked a fat blunt, ask me anything. (laughs) It's fantastic. Next up, Major Briggs. I mean, he is in the military. I think if he deemed it necessary, he would use lethal force. You don't get that high of a clearance. Yeah, I would go without warning. Yeah. Because he's not the type who's just gonna stab somebody just as, like, you know, I'm vicious. But, like, if he needs to stab somebody, he's gonna stab somebody. Oh, he's not gonna... He's such a Yeah, no, he's he's not going to give people a chance to get away. Some of these characters, I have to like, wait, who's that again? And I have to like click on their pictures. Right. Eh. Next one's Hank. Oh, he would stab as a warning. Yeah. That was another performance I had a lot of appreciation for this time around, because, like, you can see how to so many people he would just be like this unassuming himbo. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's so... And, like, a lot of it has to do with, like, the score that they assigned to him. Rest in peace, Angelo Badalamenti. Um, But, like, I can see... Like, you can see how he would outwardly appear to, like, other... Like, in-universe to people as just, like, oh, shucks. Mm-hmm. But he's a dangerous motherfucker. Mike... Nelson. Oh, I don't care about him. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I was leaning He's... towards. The next one to me is more interesting, Sarah Palmer. This is just turning into me raving about Twin Peaks, and I'm not even sorry. The, the f one, just the way that that actress looks, she looks like a haunted fucking woman. Like, mm -hmm. brilliant casting. And the first episode of Twin Peaks, where you can just feel this visceral realization, like, on her part especially, that something's wrong. Oh my like it's gutting yeah like especially when she's on the phone like talking to leland and like and harry like comes up to leland and is like hey like i need to, like i need to talk to you and like she just knows fuck and again the return is so fucking heartbreaking because like she's literally just been sitting there for 25 mm -hmm. years Especially when you remember that, like, again, the entire first two seasons take place in, like, a little less than a month. She buried her daughter, found out that her husband had been molesting her daughter the entire, like, her entire life almost, and then her husband fucking died. One of the most gutting things in like one of the later episodes of Twin Peaks is like when Cooper's kind of talking to her about how like like cause he's there when Leland like dies and like Bob exits the vessel essentially and like you know he's talking about that how like oh yeah like you know your husband like he wasn't aware of himself doing these things one of the things she's like, she's like, she only has one earring on, and she just like quietly like looks off into the distance, and goes, Leland always found the other earring. Fuck. Like, oh my god, that show, Twin Peaks is so fucking good. Like that show, I think it sticks with me the way that it does. One, just because of the actual like quality of the writing, the acting, all these things together, but like. I've probably said this on the podcast before, but, like, I watched that as I was becoming an adult. Like, mm -hmm. I was, like, 17. Fucking shaped me. Like, rewired my brain as I was becoming an adult. And I will probably never come back to anything else in the way that I continually come back to Twin Peaks. Fuck, I love this show so much. I don't know about her. Yeah. I don't... <sighs> Maybe retaliation? I don't know, though. Like, I feel like maybe she would get close. Yeah. I don't... Hmm. This is a tough one, and, like, I don't know why. We can skip her, or we can put her on the line between never and retaliation. I'm fine either way. 
I don't know why I ask you this or that questions, like, ever. Uh. I'm just gonna put it on the line. What was that for? The next person. Hit me with it. Log lady! Oh my god, love of my life. No. She wouldn't need to. She no. Would, yeah. She would just, like, psychically destroy you. Yeah. Uh, so I guess next up? Yeah, hold on. Um, I guess I'll just put- because I, I know her actual name, but I'm just gonna put Log Lady, because that's what people know. That's what she's in there as, so. Her name's Margaret, goddammit. Put some respect on it. That's another thing that fucking killed me about the return. Knowing that Catherine Coulson, the actress, like, recorded her last scenes as the log lady literally four days before she died. Yeah. Watching that, like, as it quote unquote, like, aired, because they, like, the, when they were releasing the return on Showtime, they did the, like, couple episodes at a time thing. Watching that live when it first dropped. Oh. Ouch. Also, just, God, what an iconic character. That's, like, one of the, like, even if you, like, only have watched a couple episodes of Twin Peaks and never finished it, that's who you know. You know the log lady. Yeah. Also, just iconic sweaters. Yeah. Love it. Continue. I think we're starting to get in some territory where some of them might be skippable. Like, next is Dick Tremaine. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't want to get blood on his clothes. We're going to skip him because the would-never-stab-anybody category is getting pretty crowded, but... Well, and that's what, yeah. He absolutely wouldn't. He's too much of, he's too much of a little bitch. Yeah. At this point, only fun people get to go in. Correct. It's less fun. Uh, Eileen. What the hell is that? Eileen Hayward. Oh. See. I think they were going to go in a rather dark direction with her. Had the show continued. Mm -hmm. Like revealing the whole Ben Horn is probably Donna's father thing. Mm -hmm. So like. I don't know. I honestly don't know if it's worth putting her on here because she never really got a character arc until the show was unfortunately cancelled. Yeah. But I am just gonna say out loud that I... It's not an automatic would never stab anyone and I think someone who has only ever seen the first season would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. But there you have it. Next one's an obvious one. Bob. Oh, you would stab yeah. as a warning. Yeah. Yeah. God, what a terrifying, terrifying man. Oh, that's the problem with this font. I don't have the, like, scary it's all in caps for a reason. Alright. But it's also the easiest yeah. to read on a white background, yeah, so yeah. we're doing what we can. Did watching him crawl over the couch the first time just yeah. fuck you up? 
Yeah, I know. That's horribly upsetting. That is one of the scary And, like, watching it subsequently, like, it's like, I'm like, yeah, this is, like, really creepy, but nothing will ever compare to seeing that for the first time. Just, like, because you don't know it's coming. Yeah. <sighs> Unsettling. Deeply, deeply unsettling. And also the same thing with, like, when, um, they're, like, in that, like, where they go to the, like, circle of trees that, like, is the actual physical entrance to the Black Lodge, like, in real life. And, like, it's at the end of an episode. And, like, the, he did, they, they do that creepy-ass Lynchian thing where there's just, like, a circular spotlight that's, like, shining on something random. And his arm just, like, reaches out from behind the tree. <sighs> no. Again, rewired my brain. If I if David Lynch dies before he releases like another thing that I get to go see in like a theater because I've never had the expo well, actually technically I have. I've seen Inland Empire in a theater, which like Inland Empire is a work of art and I hated it so fucking much. Like it is supposed to make you feel just so uncomfortable and like off kilter and just bad and it does that so very well I have seen it once and I will never watch it again it's so masterfully done I hated it so much <laughs> good which is like such a weird which is why I feel like you can't if someone's not gonna be into David Lynch, they just, like, you can't sell them. No, Because no, it takes a certain kind- like, it- you have to be a certain type of person to be able to, like, I'm going to watch this, I'm probably not going to enjoy it whatsoever, but I still want to view this for X, Y, and Z artistic reasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's kind of an interesting other question that we can maybe get to after this, like, what was the first movie that you like that you liked but you didn't enjoy watching? Hmm. Yeah. So we can circle back to that or save that for a later episode because that's a very interesting discussion in my personal opinion. Um, but for now, let's keep going down this list. Wind Merle. Oh, as a warning. Yeah. That's another thing. You kind of forget about him because he doesn't pop up until the end, but he is also fucking terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I don't remember exactly who that actor is, but he... Man, oh man, that is a performance. Kenneth Walsh. Yeah, he's scary as hell. It's like how, it's how manic it is, you know? Like, you never, like, he would definitely, like, again, would stab as a warning. Like, he, there are so many points in the limited screen time that he has where he just snaps. Yeah. Also, did you know that, um, the body that Windermerle leaves in Sheriff Truman's office that's, like, pointing at the chess piece on the board was Kyle McLaughlin's brother? Oh, that's a fun way to get into the business. But, like, I don't think his brother ever really acted or whatever. He just got to show yeah. up on set for yeah. a day and play a corpse for funsies. 
Which is super fun. And it's funny because, like, when as soon as that was pointed out to me and I, like, wa- the next time I watched that episode, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, like, they do look alike. Uh, continue. Philip Gerard, the one-armed man. This is so interesting because, again, he is a vessel. But, and I, hmm, the thing about him being a vessel is really interesting because he's not necessarily, he's, the inhabiting spirit that is Mike is not evil. Like, there's, Mm -hmm. like, like, Philip Gerard and Mike are a lot closer than Bob and Leland, you know what I mean? So, like... I think this is one where you could kind of conflate the two, like put like a Mike slash Philip Gerard. Because again, I think they might, they would probably fall on the same place. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a strong feeling about this one. Oh, that actor just died. Did you hear? Hmm? The one-armed man, Al Strobel. He just died, like, recently. Oh, I did not hear that. That's sad. There's, like, a bunch... I think there's, like, a couple... Uh, yeah, Angela Badalamenti. Like, people from Twin Peaks are dropping fast, and I don't like it. Hmm. But fucking Piper Laurie, of all people, is still alive. Who's apparently one of the uh, last surviving actresses of the Hollywood Golden Age. Movie trivia with Bridget. So do we want to put him on there? I cannot even, like, begin to figure out where he would go, so I'm, like, we can discuss. I don't know if we're gonna write it down, because I just, hmm, I have no idea. Yeah, I think that one's a bit difficult. We can skip it. I want to get, like, one more person in the I won't hesitate, just because I think it's funny. Yeah. Because, like, there's so many more names. I mean, we're definitely gonna, like, still, like... Yeah. That's why I was kind of, like, looking at him, trying to see, like, okay, what would be good ones to skip? The next one's Jerry Horn. He's so fun. (laughs) Yeah. He's an I won't hesitate for sure. Yeah. Vicious. Flamboyant, vicious weirdo that he is. Also, again, I love that their names are Ben and Jerry. Just like, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but nice. Definitely into territory where some of these people have to look up their pictures to remember who they are. Let's do like one or two more people. Because I think we're getting into the territory of these people don't matter, which is, like, so mean, but... Well, I mean, there's still a few that do. Okay, well, let me do those. Um, because next up is Agent Rosenfeld. I'm gonna say without warning, because he definitely, like, he... Yeah. He clocked Sheriff Truman real good. Yeah.
That's another character I love so much. He's such a bitch. <laughs> like, in a like real fun way. But God, he's so mean. I love him so much. Major Milford? Oh my God, the, like, the mayor. He's, he's too weak to stab anybody. Yeah. He's too weak to stab. I'm not even going to put him on there. But, like, also... That's another one of those. I love the weird little characters that Lynch puts in all of his work that, like, again, there really isn't much depth to them. They're just there to be weird little guys. And mm-hmm. he's, like, this... He laughs like a Muppet. Like, he sounds like Statler and Waldorf. It's so <laughs> funny. Aww. Oh. Yeah, definitely getting into kind of territory where I don't even remember who some of these people are. That's fun. Blackie O'Reilly? Oh, the lady who won, uh, runs One-Eyed Jacks. Yeah, but I, like, don't remember her much. She's not in a lot of episodes, and but she would absolutely stab somebody without warning. I'm not gonna write it down, because we're getting into territory of people that no one know. Like, unless you are like me. Um, well, we're not- yeah, these are largely organized by number of episodes. Not entirely, there's some, like- But, um, so now we're down into seven-episode territory. Which is funny, because, like, that is the entire first season. Well, I mean- Cooper, for example, was in 30. Yeah, the distribution is also very weird to me. Because they had, like, a seven-episode run for the first season. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, this was the first season because it just says 1990 for her. I cannot imagine watching the first season as it aired and then having the last episode be where Cooper gets fucking shot. And then having to wait a year for that. Or Mm -hmm. more. I would have lost my mind. Continue. Betty Briggs. Oh, she wouldn't stab anybody. She's too nice. Yeah, she's lovely. And again, I love seeing all the faces of, like, frequent Lynch collaborators. Mm. Just, like, throughout his work. Because she's an eraser head, too. Trudy? Who the fuck is that? I think she's, like... A server in a restaurant? Oh, who cares? The, the diner? Yeah. Because, like, the only character picture on here is a person in, like, a serving uniform talking to Dale Cooper at a table, so. Alright. Well, for some, I'm surprised it's only four episodes, but Gordon Cole! It's only in four episodes? Cody's listed on your ass. He takes up such... So much more space in the show, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is one of the weird ones is out of order, because then it jumps back to six episodes and then goes back to decreasing numbers, but... I... But I would say never stab. No, he's, he's too good. I love Gordon Cole so much. And I also just love that David Lynch wrote himself into his own show as, like, w- like just weird guy who yells all the time. Yeah. He, like, showed up for four episodes to do that, and then dipped. Yeah. What a Sunday. You know what, I'm gonna take the two dumb off of- the two dumb qualifier off, because I want to fit Gordon Cole into there, because I love him so much. 
Also, um, I'm right and I should say it, young David Lynch was cute. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, spacing for a second. Oh, I thought we were about to start, I thought we were about to have a real argument. <laughs> no, just, just have myself a little space out. I'll do that for you. No one else is allowed to be in the would never stab anyone category. Yeah. Well, that's why I think we're gonna have to start skipping some people because, like, next is Annie. Oh no, she would never. She's too good. Love yeah. her so much. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, Lana? I think she would. I think she would in retaliation. Yeah. She's a gold digger. Yep. And, like. And every time someone says gold digger, that song immediately is in my head. But I hate it. Fascinating. It ruined it. Wait, what, what? The song Gold Digger ruined what? Just the word Gold Digger. Oh. Because <laughs> I can't hear the word without, the, like, immediately hearing the song. Apologies. Yeah, she would 100% stab somebody in retaliation. She is essentially going around killing old men and waiting for them and taking their money, which, like, okay, queen, work, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrew. Oh, Andrew Packard? Yes. He'd get somebody to do it for him. Hmm. That's another one who, again, like, he's not in the show a lot, but he makes an Im he makes a real impact when he is. Because he's, like, like, you hear a lot about him before the reveal that he is still alive, and, like, people speak very highly of him. But then when you actually see him as a character, and he's just, like, having all of these, like, just guys being dudes moments with Pete... And then just being, like, idiots together, like, to the point that it's really pissing off Cat. Like, it's so funny. And also, I just think it's funny that that actor looks like an off-brand, like, Black Star era right before he died, Bowie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna put him down. Um, probably without warning, but, like, he'd get somebody to do it for him. There's so many more. <laughs> just, just start skipping people. Start skipping people that are not important. Because uh, how about this? The next several names, I'm just going to read them off. And if there's one that strikes you, okay, go. Let me know. John Justice Wheeler, Ernie Niles, Emery Battis, Evelyn Marsh, Jean Renault, Randy Saint Croix. None of the hmm? people. None of these people really matter. Although I would like to say. For, um, this has nothing to do with the stabbing chart. For the character of John Justice Wheeler, um, I, I know people were salty because he's not Cooper and people wanted Cooper and Audrey to be together, which, like, was the tension there? Yes. Do I understand why narratively they could not go there because he was an FBI agent and she was a high school girl? Absolutely. The thing that I love about the whole John Justice Wheeler thing when he's like about to like go back to wherever he came from and leave that 
one, Audrey gets Pete Martell to drive her to the airfield. And then he just, like, politely takes a nap in his truck while she loses it to Billy Zane in the back of a private jet. And then he takes her fishing afterwards. Absolute legend behavior for my man Pete Martell. Plus, Wheeler is a uh, young Billy Zane, which is just... Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. Just, oh, uh, this has been a point of contention between Kyle and myself lately. Kyle does not think Billy Zane is attractive at all. Huh. I mean, he's cute. He's got a little, like, Weasley look to him, I feel like. There's something about the sort of Elvis type that he absolutely despises. Interesting. And, like, not that I am all that partial to what is considered classically handsome in a lot of, um, just in a lot of ways. I don't think it's bad on principle. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's hard. Um, well, this was a few years before Titanic, Mm. but that definitely, like, you know, colors your perception of Billy Zane, I feel like. Yeah. Because he's such ass in that movie he's such an ass in that movie i gotta say i'm again not putting him down i gotta say he's kind of cute um particularly in twin peaks they give him some real like like soft boy like fits Mm -hmm. just like sweater tucked into corduroy pants with like these exact glasses Mm -hmm. and like i see people walking around like that today and, like, it's a whole-ass look. They give him some really solid fits. Yeah. So, those are some thoughts. Next up, we have the giant. Uh, His motives have... are dark and unknowable. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was just, like, <laughs> moving on. M- moving right along. <laughs> like, how do you even... And, like, like, the next one says, like, Jonathan, the Asian man, is actually what the character is titled as. Oh, yeah, the Josie's, like, simultaneously, like, manservant, but also guy who is extorting her. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip over all of the names that are from Invitation to Love. Yeah. How the hell have we not run into Laura yet. I don't know. I don't know where she's gonna be. I don't think I missed her. I mean, we gotta put her on there. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. We're getting close to, like, the point where it's, like, not point. There's no yeah. reason to bring him up. Uh, next up would be Ronette. Harold. I wanna do Harold. I'm gonna say I won't hesitate, because he was ready to, like, he got violent. Yeah. Like, with the, especially the whole, like, and this was another scene that just, like, watching it the first time, goddamn, the thing where he, like, takes the garden trowel and, like, scrapes his own face. Like, um, like, that, you know, that's not violence towards someone else at self-harm, but, like, I think, like, he would go there, TM. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like and like, but like there were one like he was being like, "Hey, I'm brandishing my weapon at you." Like there's a warning, but yeah, he will go there, whether or not he wants to. He's another character I just really liked, and also again they gave him some quality fits. Yeah. yeah. I think he's only in four episodes. There are a ton of characters that are only in a couple episodes that make a huge impact. Like, Annie. Yeah. He definitely feels like he's been in more. Like, she's barely there at all. Yeah. Also, Heather Graham. So pretty. Yeah. Yeah, she was kind of big in the 90s. And, like, this was, like, a pretty... Early-ish thing yeah. for her? Because, like, I... I feel like in years past, you kind of started with TV... Yeah, and made it leap to the silver screen. Like, more than one does these days. Yeah. Sometimes it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, you want to... Jones? Mm-hmm. Who's... Oh, what? Jones? I don't know who the fuck that is. Played by a woman named Brenda Strong? There's no character pictures. Oh, I think she was one of the sort of foot servants of, oh, what's his face? Not Andrew Packard, the guy who hates him. Who, like, bought Josie. Oh, God, what's his name? Thomas Eckerd. Ah. Who, again, not putting him on here, because... I'm sure he was going to be a big player in the original Vision, but we saw the very beginning of that thread, and then they got the axe. Do you want to just do Laura to conclude? Yeah, so she's not on here, and I think the reason is because they had her on- No, they had her under Maddie, the actress. Oh, also- Having just watched Firewalk with me, one, I feel like I am in a good position to um, put her on this chart. And two, why is Cheryl Lee not considered the greatest actress of this generation? Couldn't tell you. Like, have you like have you seen Firewalk with me? Yeah. So like you know. Like, the scene where she's, like, hiding in the bush, and, like, she, like, has encountered Bob in her house, and then she sees her father walk out. Like, I have never seen a more raw performance than that. Where is the recognition? (laughs) I was just looking through to see if there's anybody on here that is worth bringing out, but there, I think there's only one more that I would mention. Well, mention them. Just making sure. Oh. Uh, man, there's so many, like, one-off, like, one-episode people. Again, and they make such a, they manage to make such an impact on you. Which I just think is a testament to how well David Lynch and Mark Frost can write characters. Every time I see the name Dougie, all I can think of is his mug. I am Dougie's coffee. 
<laughs> okay, so the only other, yeah, I don't see any others. The only other one I want to bring up is uh, Agent Dennis. <sighs> Agent Bryson, my beloved. <laughs> also, just David Duchovny and Drag, love it. Yeah. yeah. And also, mad respect to them for just playing that completely straight in the year 1990. Yeah. Like... Just good job. Um, I have absolutely no idea Agent Bryson is an enigma. Yeah, I just really enjoy the character. Oh, yeah. They're great. Do we hear about Jacques Renaud? Like, no, we don't. Okay. And also, like, that's like pre X Files, David Duchovny. Like, he was a yeah. baby. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's also been from another place, but he's much like the giant. Yeah, his motives are his motives are dark and unknowable, and we cannot we cannot speak on them. I felt like I at least had to mention him though, because he's you know, such an important character. <laughs> I love that tweet that's like, David Lynch will follow up the most fucked up shit you've ever seen in your life with a guy doing a little dance. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Just a little dance dance. Yeah, he do his little dancey dance. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we're we gotta we gotta place Laura, and then I think we're done. Yeah, yeah I think that's good. Man, I wonder how many characters are actually on this list. It's insane. Hella, is for a show that just that long. Is gonna be my guess, but yeah, yeah. For me, it's a toss up between without warning and as a warning because. She does some very questionable things. Yeah, she was kind of turning dark toward the end. She was turning extremely dark. Well, I mean, not even necessarily, like, quote-unquote, towards... And again, I have read The Secret Diary. I have read all the Twin Peaks tie-in novels because of the person that I am. Like... Homegirl was, like, not okay from the time she was 12 onwards. <laughs> And like it's so, well, yeah. it's so fucking tragic. Yeah, since Bob essentially. Yeah, and like she became what she needed to to survive, even though she ultimately did not. But like, she certainly would not hesitate to stab a bitch. It's just whether or not she would warn them, or that would be your warning. It would be as a warning. Yeah, honestly. I very much do that. Laura Palmer, someone should have saved you, and I'm so sorry that they didn't. Nope, wrong person. Yeah, getting a little crowded up in here, but that's okay. Because we're done. Whee! Ah, oh, beautiful. Scooch that a little bit. Ta-da! And I will have that as an official. I will, I will put that on our various platforms for people's viewing pleasure if you are experiencing this audio only. Let me just end the stream real quick. Stop stream.
Such a fun noise. Oh, the like the Discord stream noise. It is delightful, <laughs> isn't it? Um, what have we learned today, kids? Some characters like to stabby stabby. Yep, uh, we've learned that you can lick batteries, and apparently, way less people do that than I initially thought. Yeah, that seems right. <laughs> um, we have learned that Brooks puts up with a lot from me, and that I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> um, last week I snagged this uh, Yes Gear Funko Pop on clearance for six bucks at uh, GameStop from The Witcher. I didn't know you were a big Witcher person. I love The Witcher. I haven't seen it. And I don't know if I'm going to start at this point because of the whole Henry Cavill getting replaced debacle. But it's the show, the, the seasons we do have are still so good. This is just, I don't know, probably. I will, prob I will probably get there. Yeah. Yaskier, he's, he's like, he might be my favorite character. And you can't really see him very well, but I'm pretty excited. Oh, he's cute. Um, yeah, he's, um, he's a bard. Amazing. I've said this on the podcast before. Henry Cavill is one of those people who, like, clean cut. He's like, yeah, all right, that's an attractive man. You get him a little dirty. Mm -hmm. You rub some dirt on that man. Give him a little scruff. Mm -hmm. God damn. I'm still, I'm still hoping for a miracle. Like, that somehow he'll come back to the show. Like... Maybe they'll go and grovel to him and be like, we're so sorry, you can have some creative control, please come back. I'm good. I'm pretending that in my head because it makes me feel better. I mean, I, I will I will manifest, I am manifesting that for you. I'm keeping my fingers crossed Possible. for you. It is a thing that technically could happen. And there you go. Just how, just like how I'm telling myself that it is technically possible. No, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to make my ghost reference. I'll do it later. I'll do it off the air. No. I hate me too. <laughs> that's the note we're gonna need. That's the note we're gonna end on. Okay. I hate me too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, friends, for fighting with us. As always, uh, we appreciate each and every single one of you, and we'll be back again next week. Adios. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 and at AndSarahSaid. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and Facebook, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature. Or consider donating to our Patreon for early access to episodes and fun bonus content. Thanks for listening! Hold up! What was that? Boring! No flavor! That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh! Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.